Thanks, everybody, for joining us for our edition of the Hospitality Hangout today. This is a new hospitality-focused podcast featuring my good friend, the restaurant rabbi, and I'm Jimmy Frischling, also known as the finance guy. Thanks, Jimbo. I am Michael Schatzberg, also known as the restaurant rabbi. You guys can call me uh, Shatsy. Together, we are the personalities behind the Branded Group, Branded Strategic Hospitality, Branded Hospitality Ventures. We work at the intersection of hospitality, technology, innovation, and capital. Today, uh, this is the second part of a four-part series where we're focusing on the coming together as an industry as we navigate uh, a new means of operating restaurants during the COVID crisis. Our focus has been, um, while on-premise dining has been temporarily paused, delivery and takeout represent two of the levers that really are the saving grace for restaurants. Hospitality owners need to have a delivery offering that includes best practices during this time that can be adopted and implemented fast and efficiently. We've been using this series to introduce you to a number of companies that are really allies and of tremendous help uh, to the industry. Uh, and these are companies that can help get you up and running uh, with, a success, with a successful delivery program and platform uh, in a very efficient and timely manner. Thanks, Jimmy. We are very fortunate to have one of our partners and the CEO and founder of a fantastic company, Yaniv Nistam. Yaniv uh, owns a company called Go Parrot, as I mentioned, and he is one of these uh, hospitality-centric companies, very, very focused on helping restaurants, especially in this time. I think if you don't have a delivery or takeout platform, you're basically dead in the water. And uh, Go Parrot is helping restaurants during this time. Yaniv, can you give us a little background on Go Parrot, what you guys do for getting, before we get into the COVID and the whole crisis, just a little bit about Go Parrot, what exactly you do and, and how you help restaurants a little bit before this all went on. And then we'll get more into what you're doing now with COVID. Uh, yes, for sure. Um, thanks so much, guys, for hosting me today. So I started Go Parrot a, a few years back uh, after I was like really disappointed from how restaurants are selling to their customers online, and you know from the fact that when I ordered a lot from restaurants, no one ever knew me, even if if I was one of the top customers or ordered you know more than a thousand dollars from this restaurant. And so uh, GoParrot is uh, essentially a, an artificial intelligence. Uh, driven uh, digital ordering and loyalty for restaurants. Uh, so uh, what we do is um, we do a white label ordering experience. We call it the Starbucks experience uh, that uh, includes online ordering for delivery, pickup, catering, and curbside pickup. We do loyalty across online and in-store. Uh, our solution integrates with the point of sales of restaurants so that, um, you know, everything works seamless uh, and integrates to your kitchen. And it also includes the delivery uh, integration. So if you don't have delivery, we can, uh, the GoPad solution come with delivery included. Uh, we also build mobile, you know, white label mobile apps like the Starbucks app for uh, restaurants and enable soon also to scan and pay in store. So that kind of a high level. We also have some uh, machine learning and artificial intelligence component that would enable restaurants to get uh, to understand who their customers are and to know what kind of food recommendations to give them and when so to make them come back more often and keep them really, really happy. 
Thanks, Yaniv. Uh, we appreciate that, uh, giving us a background and some color uh, on the genesis of Gold Parrot and really how it came to be. To state the obvious, uh, the overarching topic and challenge right now for the industry is COVID-19. It is truly uh, one of the most horrific and monumental, whether you want to call it a Category 5 or a tsunami. Uh, those are some of the analogies I've been hearing. But that's what the industry is facing. And diners are shut out of restaurants, and therefore owners and operators have to rely solely on delivery and takeout to try to pull together what means that, or what revenues they can while still trying to service their customers. What's the biggest uh, solution uh, do you think that GoParrot is solving uh, during this COVID crisis? Uh, thanks for the question. So definitely the most important thing that we give operators is the ability to uh, accept pickup and delivery orders on their website and app and to have it all you know, with a marketing component and loyalty. And I want to give you an example. I think this is a great time uh, for a restaurants to kind of reinvent themselves. And I have a few examples of that happening. So, for example, we have this uh, restaurant chain called Azip Pizza from Kentucky. And uh, they were one location on GoParrot um, with that they did online ordering because the main thing was that they are kind of assembling the pizza in front of the customer. And when COVID started, they gave us a phone call and they said, hey, we have another eight locations, a total of nine, and we'd like to go live as soon as possible. So we said, sure. Within 36 hours, we were live with them. And then the first day they sold $10,000, then $13,000. Then two days later, they, they sold $20,000 for Nine location, that's a lot. And now they're selling in the middle of the week eh, about 14,000, 15,000. And during the end of the week, uh, you know, Friday and Saturday, around 22,000 a day. And that enabled them, first of all, to stay in business. GoParrot is facilitating about 75% of their volume, but also transitioning from regular times when people come into the stores to placing orders for pickup and delivery, they couldn't do it on over the phone because they, they didn't have enough people to answer those phone calls. So we really helped them out and that enabled them to stay in business and keep all their employees and actually also, you know, do well in this tough period. Well, I love that story and, uh, and congrats to that crew uh, and obviously to uh, the GoParrot team uh, for delivering, uh, pun intended, uh, for delivering a solution that, that, that managed to get them up online uh, in the time frame you did. Uh, has this pandemic, um, has it changed uh, your, we'll call it business as usual model? Are there, are, are there things that you're, you need or are doing differently now in the face of, uh, of COVID-19? So for us, um, I think, you know, it definitely changes the perception of customers around pickup and delivery because pre-COVID-19, pickup and delivery has been another revenue channel. And some restaurants chose not to use this channel because maybe it's, you know, operationally they weren't ready for that or maybe it was just a lower priority. Post-COVID-19, I feel like it's an insurance, you know, because if COVID-19 happens again, all their business is going to be transitioned to be using online ordering, meaning pickup and delivery or order ahead and delivery. And that's really important that they take this route and install and create a beautiful ordering experience for their customers. So that's the first thing. The second thing is because we are all stuck at home for the next 
uh, at least 30 days, people are starting to order more and more online for food ordering. So I believe that post-COVID-19, that would change their perception. So for us as a business, uh, first of all, we needed to bring a lot more people to the team to make sure that we really help our merchants you know, transition and make the necessary pivots that they need. We've been seeing uh, almost three times growth in sales for our existing merchants on the GoPair platform, including those, a few of them that had to close their stores because of other reasons that has nothing to do with GoPair, which was like the uh, just a very small amount of merchants. So uh, really strong growth from our existing customers and really strong growth for other new customers that are not on the GoPair platform and wants to join as soon as possible. That's fantastic, Yaniv. I'm so happy that GoPair is seeing growth. I wish it wasn't under these circumstances, but nonetheless, I think you're doing a great service because listen, people need to eat. We can't go out, so we have to order in. And GoPair is giving restaurants that were doing delivery a great platform to uh, help them build that. And restaurants that never did delivery before, you're giving an opportunity to get on and and really help their their community, feeding the community, feeding the hospital workers, healthcare workers, et cetera. So there's a lot of really great things coming out of this if there's a silver lining at all. Just touching base a little bit about best practices and strategy during this time. What are you seeing and what can you talk about with respect to the food and safety standards for delivery? Are you seeing a lot of changes that the restaurants that you have been doing business with, are they changing the way they package things? Are they changing the way they do pickup and takeout? I mean, from a, from a uh, perspective of food safety, has that changed? And can you give me a little color on what you're seeing and what suggestions or recommendations you have for people getting into the space or have been in the space, but maybe they're looking to, to be a little different or changing it up with respect to COVID? Uh, yes, definitely. So um, actually, when this pandemic started, uh, one of the things uh, we, we looked at guidelines from the CDC and other institutions to see if there are like really significant guidelines in terms of what to do in these days, how should deliveries be done. And we consulted with uh, epidemiologists and doctors who really understands the COVID-19 uh, virus and uh, what what should be done. And we uh, created a list of, uh, of safe, safety procedures and for uh, restaurants to be compliant about how, how to do that, because we thought that would be a great source of information. And I think, uh, and I'm going to go through that, but what's important is that it's not very hard, it's very simple, uh, the things that needs to be done, but I think it's crucial. And it's to require anyone with COVID-19 symptoms to stay at home, out of the kitchen, and out of delivery vehicles. The second thing that restaurants you know, are doing and should do in this space is go beyond and cleaning and sanitizing food preparation surfaces to cleaning and disinfecting them with agent proven to kill the COVID-19 virus on contact. And then delivery personnel must be introduced to leave orders on the porch or outside the front door and then using sound or texting to let customers know that they are there. This touchless uh, transfer requires that all uh, menu changes and tips must be prepaid online or in advance uh, by credit card. Uh, 
And also, uh, we highly recommend, I think this is a practice that is used by almost a, every restaurant out there, is that delivery personnel carry and use hand sanitizer between each and every drop-off. So I think that's to, these are uh, a few simple guidelines, uh, but I think these, are, these guidelines are saving lives and enabling us to eat well also in this time that we are you know, staying at home most of the time. I think that's a great list, uh, kind of a little cheat sheet you just shared with our audience. Um, but just a question as a follow-up to that. Do you believe we've this is now the new normal, those uh, procedures or policies and procedures you just outlined? Or are these the guidelines and procedures in the, in the world of COVID and uh, when the crisis um, subsides and, and we move on with our lives, we revert back to a delivery and takeout market um, that did not um, use this, let's say, these standards. Is this the new normal or are we going back to where we were, where these were not part of the everyday, uh, again, ways in which delivery and takeout were executed? I believe these are the new normal because I think that post-COVID-19, we would always need to be more aware about making sure that everything is sanitized and that everything is, uh, you know, we're taking another more precautions about that. And I think those guidelines will stay because those guidelines in general just make sure that uh, people are more safe, that they're getting, you know, their food, you know, uh, more securely and with uh, much less chances of getting infected or getting, you know, something from a driver or, or from someone who was, uh, came six to work at a restaurant. So I think these are the new standards, and I think I would feel much more safe and comfortable when these standards are applied going forward. Yeah, I agree, Aniv. I think that some of these things, uh, to your point, are just good common sense um, practices that will become, Jimmy, to your point, I think these will just become normal best practices for takeout and delivery, just like in restaurants, you know, quite some time ago, um, here in New York City anyway, you know, the Department of Health issued guidelines that everyone, all workers had to wear gloves in the kitchen. I remember the sushi restaurants um, where all your sushi plays here in New York City, if you all remember, um, you know, nobody wore gloves. The sushi guys, they, they pride themselves on washing their hands and, and making sushi. And then all of a sudden they said, no, you've got to wear gloves. It was a big deal for, for these high-end sushi places. But I agree with you. I think that some of these practices are just good common sense practices and they'll stay with us. Yaniv, are you noticing in the restaurants that you've onboarded, are they changing their delivery radius to include areas they never did before to reach out to other customers? Is that something you're seeing, the increasing delivery zones? Are you seeing customers waiving? Maybe they had uh, delivery fees. Are they lowering them? Or are they waiving them during this? Is that something you're seeing? And I'm wondering if the delivery zones are increasing, will that be something they will continue with going back to Jimmy's point? Or is that is it just short-lived during this virus or this you know chaotic time we're having here? And then the second part against like delivery fees and things like that, is that something that people are reducing and you're seeing that? Uh, so excellent question, and I, I have a few comments on that. So first of all, we've seen a lot of change from our merchants on the GoPair platform. Those stores, for example, uh, they decided because there's no retail operations, so they left only four locations open in the New York metropolitan. 
but they expanded delivery zones very, very significantly. Mm. So that's one kind of change that we've seen. We've seen other companies like Westville and others that are uh, waiving the delivery fee because they say, hey, you know, if you want your Westville uh, and you before that you would come to pick up or something like that, we want to make it super convenient for the customers. And then regarding increasing delivery zones, uh, first of all, we've seen that, you know, Westville have increased. But for example, also new business models are stemming from what happened. So for example, if you look at Juice Press, Juice Press opened JP Grocery, which is like grocery store that they are now delivering all across the five boroughs. You know, they're delivering to Brooklyn and to Long Island and to New Jersey and like a lot, a lot of really, really significant radius uh, for many more people to get, you know, the juice press quality products. And I think, first of all, it has contributed a lot for them in terms of revenue. And uh, that has been, you know, major for them to to cope with uh, with what's happening and kind of uh, survive the this time and uh, and actually do even better than regular, even though all the retail stores are basically no one can uh, go there to shop besides for pickup. So, and so only, if you, sorry. yeah. No, as I was saying, not only are you seeing delivery zones being increased for stores, you're also seeing literally some new kind of businesses come out of this. Yes. That's definitely. It shows uh, innovation on, uh, as usual, the entrepreneurs always find a way in the most um, difficult times to um, solve problems very quickly and figure out how to survive. Agreed. And, uh, and I think what's unique about GoParrot compared to other companies is that we've been 100% committed to help our merchants go beyond and succeed, even succeed in these you know, difficult times. So we've put extra personnel and we've like, we did a lot of like different kind of hacks to, you know, we created a JP grocery, which is a grocery store that we never did on GoParrot in 12 hours. We have onboarding a like nine location chain in 36 hours on that. So we've been 100% committed to help our restaurants. uh, And we understand this is a very difficult time for restaurant operators and we're here to help. And uh, Shatsi, regarding your answer from before, if that's going to change post-COVID-19 in terms of delivery radius, I think at the end of the day, delivery is uh, is challenging because uh, it's not very profitable if the orders are small. Because, uh, you know, if you just want to order one burrito, the restaurant uh, would probably either lose or make almost no profit on on that. It only makes sense if the delivery orders are a little bigger than that. So I think that restaurants would be open to having a larger or more substantial delivery radius post-COVID-19 based on what kind of a ticket size they can see. And, you know, at the end of the day, it has to make sense for the business to uh, keep the delivery radius, you know, higher with that. Currently, you know, they want to serve everyone who has been a customer and they want to survive. So, so they are doing that, but it all needs to make sense financially. And that's why also it's much, much harder for restaurants to get orders from a Grubhub Themeless or Uber Eats or the other delivery partners, because those partners are the fees that they take from the restaurants 
make it very hard for them to survive and to make any profit on delivery. Thank you, Yaniv. Um, moving away from COVID, is there any or, or what general advice would you share uh, with restaurants uh, that are now um, thinking about offering delivery for the first time? Uh, we, we think uh, our restaurant group, we embrace delivery. We think it's a, a criticality of the business. You've highlighted some of the challenges and we agree with those. But what general advice uh, could you share to uh, restaurateurs that are now moving down the path of offering delivery for the first time? Um, I think the first thing that I would say is try to create an experience online that is differentiated. So one of the things that we did, for example, with Dos Toros, uh, Dos Toros really wanted their customers to build a burrito online the same way that they do it in store. And so when you order online from DT Direct, which is powered by GoPart, you can actually build the burrito and see what you put in and do it like you do it in store. So it gives you the kind of the experience and it visually makes you kind of, you know, almost taste the food uh, as part of this process. And I think, you know, first of all, investing in online ordering from a company that really can build it. So that's the first thing that I would do. The second thing is, you know, everything around delivery and pickup and so on, start with you uh, knowing your customers and kind of fitting the, the proposition personally to each one of them. And I think there's a lot of things that can be done with data. This is one of the things, the reasons why we started GoPair, because we wanted to give uh, restaurateurs the ability to utilize data in a more automated way, in a way that they can make their customer uh, feel that they know them even when they're shopping online. So I would say uh, if you can work with a company that is very data-centric and data-forward who can help you implement insights on top of the online ordering, I think it would be very much for your your benefit. And I think, um, correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, just thinking from the restaurant perspective, I know that... um, we always felt that making sure the items that you select delivery don't, a lot of restaurants go and they take their entire menu and they just give it to the DSP or whoever, or the white label in this instance, the Go Paris. They say, Why are you promoting DSPs, menu. man? Here's my we don't menu. talk about DSPs on this call. No, no, no DSPs. Here's my whole menu <laughs> and great, let's deliver. And they put, you know, I'm just using an example. They'll put a, a steak or fish or things that don't necessarily travel that well. And I think that it's very important to make sure that whatever you're putting on the takeout and delivery menu, it should be things that travel. It should be things that when they get to the customer are going to be okay. And I think to your point, the experience is even if you have to come up with a few items, maybe that are unique just for delivery. So now you're saying, Hey, customer, you can come to my restaurant and get this, but on delivery, you might be able to, like you said, build your own burrito with ingredients that maybe you, you can't get in the store. So you're kind of creating an experience and uh, making it a little bit more interesting for them. Yeah, 100% agreed. And I think it's uh, there's a lot of details in this world. You know, It's about what travels well and how do you do the packaging correctly and how do you keep everything warm. Uh, and how do you make sure that, you know, that you deliver in a way that would actually, you know, get warm, edible food to people on the other side, to your customers. So uh, there are some operational challenges. And I think those who are thinking about the details well and are even making some tests, you know, testing, sending to someone in the 
you know, on the Upper West Side on a busy day and so on, and doing a lot of tests before and optimizing would do pretty well. And I think there's a bunch of um, technology companies that can help with that as well. Yaniv, let me ask you something. Right now, with everything going on, you're helping your current customer base improve their menu, fine-tune things. You did some work, you said, with one of your customers, Juice Press, created very quickly a, a whole grocery online ordering experience. For your current customers and new customers alike, is there something you'd like to share with our audience? Are there any promotions, specials? Is there anything you're doing right now to help get customers uh, set up for delivery? Are you saying, I'm going to waive onboarding fees or I'm going to you know, give a, a special promotion or anything like that right now to get people that have never done delivery, get them up and running as fast as possible? Anything you're doing to help people out? Yeah, so for, uh, for new customers, uh, one of the things that we're doing is uh, we are um, we're waiving half of the setup fees, but just for people who sign up by April 15th, uh, we're going to give them one month free after they go live mm-hmm. so that, you know, they can start as soon as possible uh, and kind of try it up and ramp it up. So that's what we do. And I think that's really helpful for customers because we are a, you know, very high end solution, kind of premium solution. Then we invest a lot during the onboarding process to make sure that everything is really, you know, done fine. So it's, um, there is some work associated and involved from our team to make sure that we build something really amazing and high quality. That's fantastic. Thanks for that. Yaniv, you've been very generous with your time this afternoon and sharing some insights. Um, is there anything else you would like to share with our listeners? Anything that's on your mind? Our audience is, is predominantly comprised of folks uh, in all different levels and, and different roles in the hospitality industry. What would you like to share with them before we uh, wrap up our session today? So first of all, to say, you know, you are the heroes of this time. You know, we're talking a lot about doctors are in the front line treating the patients and helping, you know, survive. But you won't survive without eating well as well. So in this time, you know, doing deliveries and getting food to people's door and making smiles on their faces when they taste your food is something that's really important. So I think, you know, you restaurant operators and everyone's involved in the preparing the food and delivering it are heroes of this time. And thank you for doing that. And I think, you know, be prepared uh, with that. We'd be happy to help any operator who needs help, who wants to think about delivery or order ahead and kind of like, you know, play with the idea and see how it works for them. We would, would be happy to help and hop on the phone and give them our insights and what we've learned from working with hundreds of brands and more than a thousand different restaurants so that we can help them build the best experience for their customers and their brand. Well, thank you for that. And uh, and I will say, and I appreciate the kind words, uh, Shatsi is in addition to the work he and I do on the branded group side of our investment advisory platform, is also the managing partner of our restaurant group. And he has made and he has taken the team to make a real concerted effort to keep some of our stores open for delivery and takeout and a real effort to connect with the healthcare industry. So I, I will say that that has been a uh, 
a real commitment on his part and the restaurant team's part to keep those uh, frontline folks fed and fed well. I'll also say that um, Brandon has been embraced delivery, uh, has always been part of our offering, and we've tried to maintain what we feel are the best practices. And we feel very fortunate that we got to know you, Yaniv, and your company, as we do believe uh, you are a truly hospitality-centric CEO and company and an ally to, to operators and owners and encourage any restaurant folks out there to really look uh, at what the an offer from a Go Parrot, it's white label delivery, it, it's digital marketing, the AI that Yaniv commented on and the loyalty. It's really, um, these are your customers and the team at Go Parrot is there to embolden you to serve them and, and to bring your the best of your brand to your customers. So highly endorse and recommend it. To Yaniv, we want to thank you for sharing your insights and again, for all your uh, tireless efforts to support the industry that we love is truly appreciated. To our listeners, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. We know that there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, and we appreciate that you choose to hang out with us, and we value your time. I will say that if you want to get in touch with GoParrot, uh, you can reach Yaniv at Yaniv at GoParrot.ai or their website at GoParrot.ai. AI. And finally, if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on upcoming uh, guests that we'll be having and features that we'll be doing. And even better, uh, please invite a friend to hang out with us the next time. So without further ado, this is Jimmy Frischling, the finance guy signing off, and my partner in crime. This is Shatsy, the restaurant rabbi. And just one more uh Plug from the Hospitality Hangout, we are available on the Foodable Network, and that is foodabletv.com. That's where you can find all of our podcasts. So please, if you haven't, jump on there, tell a friend. We love it. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks for hosting. It was great talking with you this afternoon. Thanks again, Yaniv.